pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left. We are a radio show about video games and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And we're all in the studio together. together. It's been a while, isn't it? I don't like it when they split us up. Um, I would love for our listeners to know exactly what happens in the couple of seconds just before <laughs> the theme ends. Uh, you trans- you're like your voice transitions to silky smooth radio. Mm, Anne you. was wrestling with her jacket yeah. trying to get, and then as soon as it finishes, there you are. Boom. <laughs> Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, Anne and I have just got back from Nordic Game. How was it? It was absolutely fabulous, as it is every year. Many thanks to the team there. Oh, we'll talk about that later in the show, I'm sure. What am I going to talk about? You can talk about Mario Kart. You, you went, so, you went, I went to Belgium. Yeah. I went to Brussels and Bruges. Mm. Brussels and Bruges. Yes. Well, actually, Bruges and, well, Brussels, Bruges, Brussels. And they're in Belgium. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's good. That, yeah, I, I didn't see Steve's talk in Belgium though. Sadly, no. Didn't mm. do Marioki in Belgium. Sadly, no. Mm. What did you do? Well, I walked around a Fnac. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> That's Belgium's uh, consumer electronics store record store. That was wow. good. Nearly bought a mini projector. I was, I was on the verge of texting you, going, "Can we buy this on expenses?" Yes. Yeah. Next time, do it. Uh, I was confused about the resolution of it. But, we're all you know. confused about resolutions, mm. Simon. Um, yeah, that was good. Glad to be back. So we're here this week, then we're not here next week, and no. then it all... Bank holiday. Next Enjoy. week it'll be our second uh, recorded show, won't it, from Nordic Game yes. Jam, uh, which is exciting. Looking forward Copenhagen to Game Jam. No, it's called the Nor- Nordic it? Game in Jam. In Copenhagen. And it was in I Copenhagen. I was there. You were? <laughs> Enjoy us whilst we're here, I guess. Uh, it's not just us this evening, and it's... Very warm studio, isn't it? It's the it's first uh, first day of summer in London, it seems like. Um, maybe responsible for that uh, is our guest who's travelled all the way up from America this morning. It's Glenn Gregory, uh, Senior Product Manager at ID Xbox, is that right? Yeah. Marketing Manager. Marketing, sure, that all sounds good, yeah. 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 Just make sure you get the senior in. Well, yes, no, the actually, the most important part. Glenn said, uh, he said, oh, um, you, you can say whatever you want as long as you get marketing in. And I, and I think, I think I, that was the only one I forgot. <laughs> uh, thank you for flying Actually, over. leaving marketing off is fine because I, I don't know if generally people have a you know, very strong opinion of marketing. Okay, people, you do so, much you know, more than that, don't That's you? true, I do a lot more okay. than marketing. Yeah. Uh, you're over... Uh, why, why are you over in the UK? I mean, obviously, you used to come on One Life Left. But yes, exactly. I flew over just for this. Thanks yeah. very much. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to be spending your day off tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, so, well, we have, um, uh, we're bringing a lot of uh, uh, devs who work in the ID Xbox program uh, out to Reading, where we have an office down there, and we're going to be uh, presenting a lot of information, talking to them, getting some feedback, sharing some data, you know, and trying to help them. Uh, do better with their games on our platform. Cool. All right. Well, we will we will drill down into that uh, shortly. But uh, we've got the important important business of Anne's news. 
7.04 on Monday the 22nd of May. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Game is launching a new elite loyalty card, but it's going to cost you cash money. For £36, you will get in points, 10% back on games and accessories, 4% back on consoles, phones or tablets, 2% back on trade-ins, exclusive member deals and offers, and a birthday gift. Game already offers a free reward card that gives you 2% back in reward points for all purchases and 1% back on trade-ins. It's going to take a lot of game buying to make back that £36, but Game promises to let that that you'll get the difference back in points if you get less back in points from purchases than the fee. That seems really straightforward, doesn't it? <laughs> that, that sentence was very hard to write. Uh, they added that second bit the day after. Is that right? So they initially announced uh, the loyalty card, £36. Yeah. Some points for some things, other points for other yeah. things. Birthday presents. So do you know what the birthday present is? Uh No. 2,000 points. Shut up. How much is that worth? <laughs> £5. So you pay 36 to get five. I, yeah. Tell my mother. She'll Even be wanting me to pay 36. Why 36? <laughs> oh, and, but until the end of June, 33. <laughs> is it 36 because you get the points back immediately? I don't know. <laughs> but only on your birthday and if your, name's, if your name begins with an S. What's 36 divided by 12? Yes. This feels like it will appeal to a very specific sort of person. Um... I don't know who. <laughs> it did confuse me a little bit at first because it was like, game is launching an elite loyalty. And I was like, wow, for one game. Oh, right. That's a good joke. Thank you. Couldn't fit it in the news story, though, could I? Right. It was a lot to get really in there long, with the points. Yeah. Um, uh, so I've got a Nectar card. I use that. Pretty happy with that. Yeah, me too. Do you? Yeah. How many points you got? Don't count, so I can <laughs> wait for my birthday. Uh, I've got Nando's card. Ooh. I know. I cashed in an orange reward this very lunchtime. <laughs> Half chicken didn't pay for it, Steve. How do you feel about that? <laughs> jealous. So jealous. He's <laughs> a vegetarian. Uh, I used to have a games uh, a game uh, card. What How much did it cost you? Yeah, I, I don't £12.93. Yeah. Right, and you I got don't... 1% on every third tile. Seems a lot, doesn't it's, it? It's weird. Why, why have they done this? To appeal to the sort of people who like getting weird rings in World of Warcraft and going, oh, this is 3% damaged. I don't know. Right. I've no idea. Are there similar uh, schemes like this in the States, Glenn? I think so. Um, I mean, they have the rewards program. I, I don't... I, the, the details that as you're reading them <laughs> off, though, I'm not sure I got all of that. Okay. So, something similar to that, but... Uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you get everything back in points. They're like, look, if you don't make... The money that you've... You, so you put up cash up front. Yeah. If you don't make that back in points, like equivalent value... Will will reimburse you <sighs> in points, but you make that back by <coughs> by spending money in in points. No, in, in, in cash. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So they're just trying to keep hmm. they're just trying to keep all the money in their their own ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. Ecosystem. Hmm. Very smart game. Well, it's it's tricky. I, I think people have been a little put off by having points <laughs> uh, points within an ecosystem. And um, when HMV went down, everybody lost all their points, didn't they? Mm. They were crying on the streets because they become part of the retailers. Yeah, Give I, me my I don't back. know. I'm not sure. I put thirty six pounds into. I definitely would. Let's hope Nando's doesn't go down. <laughs> <laughs> HTC Vive and Google are launching a new VR headset that won't need a PC or phone to operate. Vive has said that the headset will be the most immersive VR without cables. It will run on Google Daydream and is slated to be released later in 2017. There's not many other details than that. Truly, the dream of VRing on the toilet is closer than we could have hoped for. Gonna get this one, Anne? Uh, no. How many points will you get back for it if you buy it? Oh, probably Wednesday? quite a lot because it's going to be expensive, isn't it? What, what wires free? How much is the current? How much are the current wires free VRs? I thought you were going to say, well, without the wires, it won't be that much, will it? <laughs> wires are expensive, are they? Uh, Gear VR is about seventy nine pound, isn't it? Daydreams about ninety nine. So, yeah. what do you reckon for this? I reckon it's going to be really. I think it's going to be considerably more. Right? Why? Well, isn't that what Vive do? They they do, they do it well, but they do it expensive. Like, well, maybe. I don't know. I don't understand what the difference is between this and Daydream. Exactly. That's the question, Am. Did you shout that back at whatever I saw you copied it from? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, wait, so day, but Daydream, do you need a phone for it, or is it wireless? Uh, she's got you back yeah. here. What? So this one won't need a phone? Yeah, it doesn't need a phone or a console. It doesn't plug into anything. You don't need a phone in what, there. What, so it's a window? <laughs> no, it's got its own screen. All of the uh, mechanics and the, everything that makes things work, you know, the cogs. Ah, so it's like a viewmaster. Right. 
What? Sorry, what is it? What is it? What is it showing you? So it's got a screen in it. Yep. And the bit of computer that would be in the phone. Yep. Just in there. So it's like a. Okay, imagine this. Right. It's got a permaphone in it. Okay. Does it accept calls? Can you hold it to your ear like you used to do with the N gauge then? I don't know. No. Okay, so this is for people that don't have a Pixel and or, or an S7 or an S8. Is that right? Is it supposed to be like higher end? Like uh, you know, it's the most immersive. Kind of? It's the it's going to be the the very best in wire-free VR. Okay. The very best. So I okay. So that this sounds... is my prediction. They haven't they haven't given a price, but it's going to be. They're putting it next to the wired. How are you going to get yeah. stuff on it? Um, Bluetooth. Bluetooth? <laughs> yeah, honestly, right? I, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I, f- not... I feel there's more to this. There's <laughs> definitely no. a lot more to this. Okay, but they aren't telling us yet. Later right. this year, but Simon. But we're passing that on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're trying to get people hype. Okay. Oh no! Wait. Is that, <laughs> is that the point of the news? Yeah. Let's get people hype. Right. <laughs> Extra Nintendo Switch docks are now up for pre-order and will cost you a not insignificant $79.99. The dock will launch on the 23rd of June and will come with an HDMI cable and plug because what are you going to do without a plug? It's quite a lot of money but it'll come in handy for people who don't want to unplug their dock uh, but do want to play on multiple TVs or, obviously, for clumsy people who break their docks. I bought a Nintendo accessory the other day. Did you now, I Steve? Did. Was so it I'm a carry case? So they've got me. Oh, was it a carry case? No, it was a charging controller. You bought the charge grip? Mm. Did you? Yeah, because... Why? Well, I was concerned that when I buy my new Joy-Con and I'm waiting for the Splatoon, are you, Splatoon ones, are you, the coloured, different you, coloured ones... You, you're not tempted don't by the about, yellow... No, no, don't, talk about, don't talk about them. Okay. Thanks. Spoilers. Okay. Spoilers. So Switch. I bought the charging dock okay. and I compared it with the dock that you get. Yep. Um, and it seems to be functionally the same, yep. except for it's got a little charging port, yep. uh, which has cost me £25. Congratulations. Uh, and it did leave me with a bit of a bitter taste in my mouth, thinking how much would it have cost them per unit to actually put a charging port in the thing that they provide, right? Um, but clearly they've gone, well, if we do that, then we can't charge Steve 25 quid for it. Have your Joy-Con ever run out of charge? No, but I'm a very fearful man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, well, you know, if you if you buy extra Joy, Joy-Kai... <laughs> it's not, it's not. Come on, stick with the Joy, Joy-Kai. Joy-Kopadies. Co- <laughs> Uh, if you buy if you buy those, um, then you're going to have a problem, aren't you? Because how are you going to charge two extra of those when you've got one place to charge? Thinking ahead, aren't you? Mm. So, yeah, I thought, well, I'm going to need a, a grip for those, so I might as well get a charging one. Fair mm. enough, right? Yeah. It sounds like you're the you're the one to blame here. Mm. Yeah, victim blame, Simon. Well, why don't you? I, I tell you what's interesting though is that the point of view that you've taken. If you follow the Nintendo Switch subreddit, um, it's full of people that are um, are so in further in than even than you, Steve. You that, wouldn't have thought um, it possible. One one person did a teardown of the uh, dock separate dock on its own mm-hmm. and said actually you're very lucky to be buying it for 80 pounds because if you buy a charger off amazon that's 28 pounds you buy an hdmi lead they're not going to give you a cheap one that's six pounds and then the plastic that goes into the dock that's probably 40 dollars <laughs> so actually you're very lucky that was that was one of the posts for somebody justifying the uh the money i i don't know i don't want another dock i want i want a little box i want a little box thing that i don't need mm-hmm. to carry the dock around in that's what i want mm. next um are they going to start doing knockoff ones? Well, do you know, um, you can buy, if you go to uh, Gearbest, I believe they sell um, housing for your Joy-Con that you can, uh, for different colours. So you can take the, ins- you take the inside out and put it in. I know. Oh, that sounds like you might be doesn't invalidating that sounds the warranty. High risk. Doesn't it sound high risk? But I think that's what the people on Reddit have been making their sort of bespoke snares and Dreamcast ones. Can't they just paint them? Well, they've they've, uh, they've also been, in, of been course, doing of that. Of course, they have. You you keep us up to date. I will do. Yeah, Reddit. I'm here, the uh, the uh, Reddit correspondent. Have you been playing around with the Switch, Glenn? I have not. 
I can't find one. I want to get oh, one. You took, and you took a flight over here. It seems like a waste of a flight now, doesn't it? Yeah. You don't have a switch with you. It, it, exactly. That's exactly why I want one. Yeah. I, I've been dying to play Zelda and dying to play it on a plane. But, and, you know, Nintendo headquarters is right down the street from where we are, and they just won't give me one, you know? Start knocking and don't stop until they give you one. <laughs> yeah. That's what I should do. Or I should just try and order one. <laughs> Who's a pretty Polly but potentially dead? Mojang is updating the way you feed and breed parrots in the PC version of Minecraft. Currently, parrots are fed using chocolate cookie, but if you feed too near each other, they'll pop out a baby, which is how that bit of biology works. But in a post on the Minecraft subreddit, which was upvoted 37,000 times, uh, it pointed out that chocolate can be lethal for parrots. Mojang have promised to patch this, explaining the two reasons the cookies were used. Do you want to know them? Love to. It's a reference to a Nirvana song, was one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I looked up that song and it didn't say cookie in it once. No, and the song is also kind of dark. Super dark. It was about a a young girl who was kidnapped, tortured, and raped. Yeah. I don't think that's appropriate. Right. And it doesn't say cookie in it. So. Anyway, second reason is because it gave cookies a reason to exist in the game. Ah. What's the other thing that Minecraft's been up to this week? I don't know, Simon. What do you know? Uh, oh, is it the is it to do with Switch? Is it the Switch? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are we allowed to talk about that, or is that coming? No, it's in it's in one of the letters, isn't it? Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been it's been taking its own screenshots, hasn't it? Mm. Did you hear about this, Glenn? Yeah, the, um, yeah, just I sort of about that. Hmm. randomly taking screenshots of itself. I mean, if you was a, if you were as good looking as Minecraft on the Switch, yeah, I guess that's what you'd do. The Switch doesn't have a camera in, does it? No, it doesn't have it in it, no. So, no. It does, where does it have it, if it's not in it? So it's got an infrared camera at the bottom of the R R Joy-Con. What can that see? That can see whether you're doing scissors, papers, or, or no, rock. Can it just get the no, sense of the shape of you? It can, exactly. Infrared exactly thing. can, yes. Okay, so it can sort of see you. Well, people speculate that's how the, uh, the motion control is working on things like World of Goo. Right, okay. Is it, is it, you have to centre it, and it looks at your body. There you okay. go. Mine looks like, um, what is that? It looks, like, look, looks like a hill. There's a church with a steeple on the top. The sort of <laughs> contours that my shirt is making. Uh, yeah, it sort of registers that, and then it works out where it is. Apparently, I don't know. What do you think it does with that belly data? <laughs> straight back to Nintendo, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Where they, uh, yeah. It's going to suggest an exercise routine. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. Where they suddenly go, we must make we fit again. <laughs> and finally, the Splatoon 2 Switch bundle has sold out in Japan, but don't worry if you didn't get your hands on the combo, which includes the console, pink and green Joy-Con controllers, and the game, because you can buy the box it comes in. The spectacular but empty box will cost you 540 yen, or about £3.50. We encourage you to get yours now so you can get ready for some hilarious family hijinks this Christmas. So is that an, is that an official resell? It's not though, is it? That was eBay, wasn't it? No, that's... I'm pretty sure. Oh. Look how quickly you back down uh. there. Have some faith in your news, Anne. The other thing um, sure. that they're starting to do, which is weird with packaging, is they're starting to sell a digital copy um, in a box. So you can still have the box, but the cart's not in it. Hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? That's weird. Or weird is another perspective. What? what? I mean... Apparently. Why would you... So you can have it on your shelf. But why would... Whilst, whilst also so enjoying can... the convenience of having it stored on your hardware at all times. That's, that's really My interesting. My Nintendo store in Japan. My Nintendo store. Is that an official... Why, it wouldn't say my Nintendo if it wasn't well, official. Um, <laughs> I, I ended up um, a- applying for a Canadian ETA via an unofficial website the other day. It cost me a hundred dollars. Oh, sorry. I know. I got duped. I'm, 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 I'm not a grandparent. I got duped on the internet. I'm not my mother. Yeah, Dan Marshall was losing it this week about signing up for Amazon Prime by accident. I, I did that as well. Yeah, we're, we're all aging out. <laughs> aren't we? yeah. <laughs> we're losing it. Right. Okay. So they're selling the the big box. Yeah, the box that it came in, because it's quite, did you see it? It's quite good looking. Yeah, is it worth buying a box with nothing in it for, though? Well, you've just said a lot of people are buying the digital the, copies. Yeah, but you're not going to put that the, the hardware bundle on your on your set. And I'm not saying a lot of people are buying it. I'm saying that they're thinking of doing it, or they are doing it. They haven't done it yet. I think they're doing it with I Splatoon. I literally have put the empty hardware bundle on my shelf <laughs> in my office <laughs> to hide the vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, they can do this for any other hardware bundles, then, do we think? N- no. 
No, just this one. Right. Yeah. Good. It's, it's nice colours, isn't it? People like nice colours. I'm even thinking about buying the yellow arms Joy-Con. Uh, Why would you do that? Over I don't know. The, over I don't know. And... I don't know. Mm. There's something going on. It's like it's the a, cat a, parasite, a, isn't it? It's a, <laughs> the Nintendo it's parasite. That's exactly. Mm. Thanks, Anne. Thank you. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. <laughs> listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We play chiptune music. This is from chipmusic.org. It's by Venom. It's called Big Boofer. Big Boofer. So what? It sounds like a medium boofer, if anything. <laughs> it is, it's a bit more... Hmm. Low-key. 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 Anyway, go to chipmusic.org and check it out. God, if you timed that, if, you, if that was deliberate, that would have been brilliant. It was timed. It was brilliant. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> Thanks. Excellent. Glenn. Yes. So, uh, how long have you been at Microsoft? <coughs> oh, geez. Almost 10 years now. Nine, wow. A little over nine years, I think. What did you start off doing? So, I, I, can't, I was uh, at a company called uh, Vivendi, which is you know, a French company. They own Sierra and uh, Blizzard and Knowledge Adventure you know, back, yeah, yeah. back in the day. So, I was, I was there working on... Um, Oh, a bunch of different. I think the last thing I worked on there was uh, Ghostbusters. Wow. Um, yeah, and then uh, and then that company they kind of you know went through a merger or something or other with Activision, and I got an offer at Microsoft and I moved up there. So um, what? Uh, where, where was that then? Was that with the ten years ago? Oh, I lose track of time. What was? Where, where were we then in uh, the Xbox hardware cycle? Yeah, well, it was. It was sort of. It was right in the middle of the 360. It was right before the refresh with the. Um, uh, I can't remember the, the the different names of it, but when they went from the one with the removable faceplate to the one that was a little bit more streamlined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and they, they it was before Connect. It was a couple of years before Connect. Wow. Yeah, and I worked on the first product I worked on was called Lips, which was a singing game. Uh, we had a really good time. We had that a, once. Oh yeah, we, did. we <laughs> went to the launch. <laughs> Really? We sang in front of the Sugar Babes. Yeah, we basically auditioned to be in the Sugar Babes. <laughs> and, and, and they walked off. <laughs> so, so, we, so thank we're, you. So we're I, not I, in I the I Sugar totally Babes. I totally remember that, that launch event with the, yeah, yeah that's, because the Sugar Babes, I don't, maybe I'm just out of touch, I don't know, but I don't think they're very popular in the United States, but apparently they're <gasps> quite popular here, and mm. and they kept, the, our team over here kept talking, oh, we've got the Sugar Babes, and right. the US was like, you've got, what now? It's a big deal for me and Anne because yeah. the Sugar Babes have a kind of rotating membership policy. Exactly. Oh. And they were a person down at the time, so it felt like <laughs> this is our in. The trouble I, is, it costs £36 a year now. Yeah. So. I, I would have been really happy if you'd made it, by the way. Yeah. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's quite some time. So there have been a fair few changes. Uh, was, was the ID program, when, did, when was that introduced? About three years ago, 2000. I think the first game that we released was Strike Suit Zero, and I want to okay. say it was March 2014. What, what was the indie program before ID? I'm losing it. Well, there were, there were two. It had 
you know, in the in the 360 era, we had the Xbox Live Independent Games, Xblig. I oh, that's guess. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we also had um, uh, Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah. So we, you know, different games kind of fit in in between those programs depending on, um, you know, you know, various various different things like what kind of games they were and how you know who was making that kind of thing. Um, and ID Xbox was was sort of envisioned as taking the uh, openness of XBLIG, meaning that you know a, a lot more games could come into the program, um, but treating it more like um, games that are you know come from any any okay. publisher on the right, platform, right. so they weren't they weren't kind of you know sequestered off into a, you know part of the dash and. So, you know. uh, Strike Suit Zero first game? I think so, yeah, if I remember correctly, yeah. Feels right. How many, how many games have there been on the, uh, in, the, or in the program now? Yeah, so we had an announcement, I think, uh, about six weeks ago, maybe a little less than that, that we hit our 500th game. Wow. Which was City Skylines. Okay. Yeah, which I, I think that was April 26th, somewhere around there. Brilliant. Yeah, and so, and we've got, I don't know, probably another 50 cents then, so about 550, roughly. Wow. How, yeah. so how's the, how's the, uh, How's the landscape changed then since Strike Suit Zero through to City Skylines and beyond? Wow. Um, I mean, if you look at uh, how we kind of line up on the platform, I mean, you, we we have a, a significant percentage of the games that actually are published on on Xbox come through ID, and it's not um, you know it, it is kind of an independent games publishing program, but we do have some some very large games <clears throat> that end up being published. Um, um, through ID, so if you think of something like uh, uh, Ark, Rocket yeah. League, um, some of the free-to-play games like Smite, uh, Warframe, you know, they kind of they come through that same program, but you know, they're obviously not necessarily considered independent games in a lot of ways. But then we have a lot of really fantastic um, games that kind of fit the more traditional, you know, indie type model, you know, as well. Is, is there still a place for what you'd consider to be traditional indie? I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think there's, you know, if you look at a game like, um, you know, uh, Goat Simulator, right, which is about as indie as you can get, yeah. you know, a, a game like that, you know, can find, obviously, it's you know, it has great success on PC, but it's done extremely well. You know, I, I think, you know, um, Double uh, Eleven, who published it on the console, I think they would they would be, um, uh, uh, you know, they'd probably say that they were very happy with the results that they've seen, you know, and I think that there's um, a lot of opportunity for games you know, not just, you know, like that, but, but a lot of independent games to kind of bubble up and, you know, find an audience. But then also for games that um, maybe aren't necessarily like, you know, huge hits, just the fact that they're able to come onto that platform and, and, uh, and you know, offer a different type of gaming experience for, you know, for our fans is, you know, is great. I mean, that's the kind of games I play myself. So right. I love having the opportunity there. You're, uh, so tomorrow at, uh, in, in Reading, uh, the independent game scene is going to be gathered, publishing scene as well. Uh, and you're presenting, uh, Idea Xbox Marketing 101. Yeah, so it's kind of a yeah. So we, we do a lot of different things with our we're, with our devs. We're trying, you know, educate them about what's going on in the platform, providing data, providing kind of best practice and that kind of stuff. And a lot of times it ends up being like you know just walls of data. And so I try and have a little fun with it and present it more of like you know, hey, here's things that you can do. You know, here's things that you shouldn't do. You know, don't screw up on this. And you know, and try and just kind of give some people some tips. You know, and okay. Yeah. So can you can you give us any previews into into stuff you're going to be talking about tomorrow? I mean, what's uh, let's say Anne's going to be? She's Anne's now uh, 551 in the uh, ID program. Yes, I am. Oh yes. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Welcome. <Thanks. laughs> I'm excited. A little underprepared, but very excited. What uh, so? What tips would you give to Anne who's sort of starting out then? Uh, you know, a lot of it's just technical. Like, don't you know? Like, like what day should you release? You know, do you release on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, or a Friday? And there's a lot of you know. Um, Don't leave us hanging, Glenn. <laughs> well, it, it depends on, you know, it's one of those, uh, it's, it's hard to always give a specific answer because, you know, like on our platform, you know, we, we support releases on various various days of the week, yeah. you know, but um, other platforms, they lock you to a Tuesday, for example. So, so if you're, you know, sim shipping and it's incredibly important that you hit the sim ship because you have this massive PR, you know, campaign or whatever hitting, then I'd say Tuesday's the right day. But if you aren't concerned about that and uh, and you are doing a lot of PR, then Wednesday's the best day because, as you know, you know, the, the press or, you know, the major outlets tend to pick up news on Wednesday and Thursday, but not Friday because Friday's kind of a dead day. Okay. But Friday is a better day if you want a little bit more room in the dash and a little bit more exposure <clears throat> in the, you know, new releases and that kind of thing because fewer games release 
towards the end of the week. Yeah, and, and then, the theory is you, you'll stay up there all weekend. As yeah, well, maybe. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's obviously more people playing games on the weekend, so that that that's handy. So, and of course, Monday is completely out because everyone's just gathered around the radio exactly. listening to One Life Left. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right, so. Well, yeah, we don't do Monday because there's some. You know, you guys have bank holidays here about once right. every other week, something like that. <laughs> it feels so, like it in the moment, And we never really understand the UK, the US, like why the banks control when people work or not, you know? We're very grateful for that, now I tell you, in, 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 in that particular instant. Okay, so you're going to release when, Anne? Um, not Sunday. Okay. Or I'm going to release on Wednesday. Wednesday, yes, you are. Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. What, uh, what price do you think Anne should release at? Well... It's another one of these it depends questions. <laughs> you know, I mean, the main thing for the price is that the price has to fit the value expectation of the consumer. Yep. So if you um, have a game that, and I'm making some things up here, let's say it's a 10 hour game. He's been reading your game design has, document, isn't he? That's the first thing she's written. It's like 10 hours. First world point. <laughs> <Yeah>. 10 hours. <laughs> exactly. You know? And, you know, in the, in the hours, you know, obviously, you know, it's more really quality versus quantity experience uh-huh. for most games. But let's say. It's ten hours, and it's got um, some some you know uh, good looking polished art. That's you know, does. yeah, exactly. You know, too. and it's a good it's a good say seven out of ten. You know, type <laughs> yeah. of very good. You know? That's my <laughs> maybe maybe a little higher. You know, something like that. Um, and it, you know, it's got a nice hook to it. It's not just a kind of a a rehash of uh, you know something we've seen a lot. You know, that kind of game I would typically price at about nineteen ninety nine. Okay, yeah. That's you. That's uh, U.S. dollars. Okay. I don't know what is that in pound. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. These days. These sadly. days. Yeah. Uh, should she do a launch discount, Glenn? No. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> Why not? I. You know, it's. Uh, I. I think that. Um, I think in in some instances people use launch discounts to try and juice their initial sales, okay. and you know, and that's successful on some platforms. And our platform. Um, it's a nice gift to the consumer if that's what you want to do, you know, but, but, um, I don't think people, you know, cause what are you going to do for a launch discount, right? You know, 10%. So you're going to knock off a buck, maybe, maybe two bucks, something like that. Uh-huh. I don't think people are really, you know, they're really more concerned about, is this the kind of game that I want to play? Is this going to be a good experience? Am I going to, you know, they're kind of more concerned about their time and their investment in the experience than they are about the dollar or the $2, you know? So it's really like you really want to kind of maximize what you're what you're doing with the game rather than trying to like you know nickel and dime people like i, I don't think that you know I, I think you should price the game appropriately and then stick to it and then offer discounts later on but that's not necessarily something that drives sales for us once it's launched then uh specifically uh with regards to xbox then what should Anne be doing to keep players playing to keep people talking about it what's what sort of platform features do you think she should be using oh well there's a lot i mean we have this thing called game hub which is uh uh you know where where you can communicate directly to your players so you it's basically like a twitter feed but it goes into the community channel on the dash and it's a great way to just kind of say you know hey we've added this new feature to the game or check out this awesome video that you know my friend simon made you know playing the game and thanks very much that kind of thing and <laughs> so you, you. oh speed yeah. running <laughs> there you go. Like, all, like all the vloggers do <laughs> <laughs> um and you know that that uh uh channel on the dash the community channel is um is you know it's right there it's the second second what do we call that like if you you know scroll to the right it's the first one there uh-huh. um after the main uh main you know i should know these terms but I, <laughs> a little jet lagged i was on a plane all night so I don't <laughs> anyway it's 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 very prominently placed in the dash and people are um uh, very receptive of it i mean for me personally i go there and i check out what my friends are doing i see what their cheat you know what achievements they're popping uh-huh. and if they're posting screenshots or videos it's it's really the first thing that i do when i go to the you know when i turn on my xbox and i think there are a lot of people um are using that especially now that we have uh, groups and you can have the looking for group op- group options and things like that to to really draw communities together around each of the individual games. Um, there's been a lot of talk of uh, well, over the last few years about indie apocalypse and all of that sort of stuff. The volume of titles coming through there are 551 now. A lot of competition. Yeah, uh, it's. Um, I mean, how, how how healthy is how healthy is the digital marketplace? Well, so I, you know, I can't speak to what's going on in other platforms. I mean, obviously, you hear a lot about how, you know, what is it, a, half of the Steam games ever released came out last year or something like that. I forgot what the number was. But um, on our platform, you know, I think it's incredibly healthy. I mean, I just I just look at, like, when I went from first party over to ID at Xbox, it was kind of like, you know, I had friends saying, oh, you're going to go to that little indie program. That's kind of <laughs> like you're, 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 you're walking off the edge of the world here. And I was like, I don't know. I think there's something here. And it's really like it's become to the point now where it's it's a major 
part of our ecosystem. I mean, we have, you know, a, a lot of the games come through this program, a lot of the great experiences, a lot of the really unique experiences. You know, I mean, <clears throat> I look at the people who are kind of like, the you know, running the show at Xbox, you know, and they frequently come to me to ask me about new games and they're they're very excited about what's coming through our program you know i mean you know phil spencer's obviously a big gamer yeah and he's very supportive of the program you know larry herb major nelson he's really you know tuned into what we're doing and really excited about the games that you know we're talking about so you know i think it's you know obviously the more games you have you know there's a certain amount of money that people are spending and you know you're slicing the pipe a little bit you know um into you know a few more pieces but i think there's still tremendous opportunity okay yeah. uh conscious of the time that i could talk to you all uh and final question then um uh, so we talked about a lot about what people should do what's what, what's the one the easiest mistake the most common mistake that you think that people be that on xbox or anyone else or anybody that's publishing or developing a game what's the one thing the one pitfall people should avoid don't release your game on top of some huge big triple a game that's got a hundred million dollar marketing budget <laughs> but I mind, Dan. Yeah, I'm going to. But I'm releasing this Wednesday okay. my 10 hour game. Yeah. Uh, don't release it against nothing else coming out on Wednesday. Okay, it's of course gonna, it's, it's not. No. Be fine. Good. Yeah. Glenn, thanks very much for coming on the show. You're going to stick yeah. around, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. Famed party host and famous sister, Daisy, has just got married at the Mushroom Kingdom. If you recall, Daisy hit the headlines when her prominent rear took all the attention away from her sister, Princess Peach's royal wedding to Mario. Daisy then took the opportunity that her brief moment of fame gave her to become a Mario party planner. However, the general public felt that the parties were mostly based around a rather tired board game system with all too brief moments of multiplayer fun. Either way, we wish the couple a happy marriage and we hope to never hear from them again. Thanks and back to your usual programming. letters did well for letters again this week thank you all for writing in bumper sack we had mm. uh, thank you very much matt hogg we can't read yours out i'm afraid again i wonder if matt hogg can piece together why we can't read his letters out <laughs> uh, because he's done a follow-up to the letter last week he that has. we couldn't read out <laughs> but he's not censored it enough has no he? keep no. it coming matt keep it coming we'll speak next week uh, uh, we won't. It's bank holiday. It's bank holiday. Week yeah. after next. Week after. Two ne weeks. Two weeks to yeah. work this one out. Uh, dear team at SSG, I don't know if you heard, but Minecraft on Switch had a bug this week where it was taking hundreds of screenshots and filling up the console's memory very quickly. It's fixed now, or so I read, but it definitely made me think about Persona 5. Okay. Hmm. Um, I've been playing that a lot recently and I've been getting frustrated because uh, that game is so obsessed with not sharing spoilers that screenshots and gameplay recording is banned entirely when using the software. This makes me sad as I can't document my trophy progress or any cool moments that, uh, that happen even if I want to. I even res uh, resorted to taking a photo of my TV with my phone like some sort of animal. <laughs> uh, do you think it's possible to go too far when trying to protect your audience from potential spoilers? Thanks and keep up the good work. Love and kisses, Chris Stewart. Hmm. Good question. Uh, we have a mariochi song about spoilers. We do. The end of the. We can't tell you the name. Of the end of yeah. the world as we know it. Yeah. Uh, which just lists lots and lots of spoilers <laughs> in video games. It's the end of the game as we know it. Uh, which is quite funny. I, I think that the truth is there are very few spoilers in video games that actually. I think I think video games. There aren't that many video games whose plots are worth spoiling. Inside, yeah, that counts as one. I think I think Inside. No spoilers. I have issues with Inside, <laughs> but I would definitely not spoil it for people. And there are others like that. Definitely, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. good good example. I think. I, I was uh, <clears throat> apologies for not properly listening to that letter, Matt. Uh, um, Matt, Anne, <laughs> I was thinking about Matt, and he has only our next show to work yeah. out why why that is. Yeah. Okay. More clues. Otherwise, that's it, Matt. Well, otherwise, then we will then be able to read them all out. <laughs> no, we, we absolutely will. 
Dear team and almost certainly SSG, writes Chris Conroy. I was delighted to see Steve's new joke syndicated on Dara O'Brien's Go 8 bit last week. When can we expect to see more cross platform promotion of OLL content? Loving your work, Chris. That's interesting, yes. isn't it? Did you watch it? No, but I had my suspicions about this. Okay. Because when I. Um, I was going to say, can you, should, we, should we explain what the joke yeah, is? But I've heard it so many times. To catch everyone up. I wrote a joke. Okay, congratulations. Like original material. Okay. I wrote it in New York in oh a bar and was there. It took forever. Mm, mm. But I distilled it by yeah. the end of the week into a pretty punchy joke and then delivered it on Twitter with a bit of a build-up over the course of a week. Delivered it and it did It did the numbers, the hashtag numbers. Very briefly, tell Glennett. Should I do Please do, but make sure it's brief, Just... though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just <It's> your face. <laughs> I'm, all right, I'm expecting genius here. Well, did you <clears throat> did you know uh, that Britpop legends Blur and Oasis fell out over classic arcade games? No, I you, did not. You might have seen it on Twitter because uh, yeah, okay. uh, it's true. It's true because Damon <laughs> loved Galaxian. And Noel Gallagher. It's <laughs> <laughs> a joke. That, that, that's a laugh. That's good. Well, you clearly didn't watch Go Eight Bit this week, Glenn, because that <laughs> because joke appe- mysteriously so appeared. So let me tell you something, right? <laughs> okay. A day or so after that had done the numbers. Yeah. Trended. Huge engagements. <laughs> went viral. Twitter. Yeah. Um, I got a message from one of the writers of Go Eight Bit. How interesting. What Dara O'Brien? Yeah. Let's say him. Okay. To say. Uh, Yes, sorry to burst your bubble, but I've already written that joke. Oh, Ooh. sure. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't reply. Right. Maybe I did reply. Okay. I said something catty if I did reply. Right. Uh, I, yeah, so there we go. So I, I'd assumed when uh, the writer had said that, they'd meant, oh, it had aired on last season. Of, yeah. Of, it turns out they'd written it, but it just hadn't aired yet. Wait, 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 wait. Mm. So we know Ellie who's on this. Wasn't it? Wasn't no, no, no. no well, but, Ellie read it out. But. Ellie says the joke. Hmm, right, okay. But we we can find out when they were filming, therefore find out when your joke went out, whether the writing would have been happening before or after. We, I mean... We can find that out, find out whether she stole it before I wrote it or stole it after. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to burst your bubble. Uh, I don't want to know. Okay. Because <laughs> I've got my opinion. They, well, they uh, they featured Human Fall Flat in uh, the first episode of Series 2. You've just burst my bubble. Well, and I can I sent them it, so I can tell you when that was. Oh, I see. I sent them Did a, you send them anything else? I sent them a code along with a joke. <laughs> <laughs> You are a sellout, aren't you? Well done, Simon. I, no, I can't remember. I can't remember exactly what it is, but I will. I will find out for you, Glenn. You've got a letter. I think. It, I think it covers Go Eight Bit as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it says uh, everybody's watching. Everybody's laughing. <laughs> Go Eight Bit. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. This is from Robert Wells. So, Go 8-Bit is back on TV, and every week I can see famous people being just as bad at video games as I am, and I am looking forward to trying to play all the games against my girlfriend and losing awfully. Each guest gets to pick one game to challenge the host. It's meant to be their favorite game. But I'd hope they'd pick a game they'd expect to win at. What would you choose? I think I'd go for one of the many Bomberman variants from the 16-bit era. I reckon I'd have a fair shot at winning, but it'd be hilarious even if I lost. God, I'd have to... I mean, it's not really competitive. It's co-op, but I don't know if this counts, but... uh, uh, I'd I'd have picked Bubble Bobble. I mean, that's my favorite. Right. Uh, I, I actually failed a, col- a, co- a course in college because of Bubble Bobble because I got so sucked into it. But uh, which course? What could have you been yeah. now? It was uh, it was a survey of programming languages course. Yeah, and huh. I I was bored to death, and so I went and played video games and drank beer instead. <laughs> And, uh, hey kids. Yeah, <laughs> mine was mine was Double Dragon at uh, at uh, c- college. Mine was Puzzle Bobble. I could get all the way through, the, ah. all the way through it, all the way through with t- on ten people just using the elbow, <laughs> push punch and punch kick at the same time. See, I also, as a party trick, used to play it with my elbow. Puzzle <laughs> Bobble. Oh. Yeah. It was like, in, why were we so far apart, Steve? <laughs> it was in the uh, it was in the Puzzle Bobble machine. Was in the pool room where all the cool boys would gather and play pool, and I'd be like, I can do trick shots too. Look at that. No one's paying attention. <laughs> I would choose. Uh, I wouldn't choose that though. Although I am phenomenal at it, uh, I would choose Luminaz. For mm. sure, mm. Uh, I would. I would confidently say I would beat most people at Luminaz. 
I think. That's not very confident, is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I choose. Anne? I don't think I've got one. Not, it's not very good. Hmm. So, sorry, guys. There was also there was also a machine at university that was a space game, a polygon, you know, a very very simple flat shaded polygon space game, which had a um, sort of thruster pedal, and I've never been able to work out what that is. Um, hmm. So if anyone has any ideas, please write in. Team at oneofleft.com. Yeah. Good. Thank you very much. You've got two weeks to get your letters in, so please send them on. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, what time is it? Is it is it music o'clock or yeah. is it reviews yeah. o'clock? All right. We'll have a we'll have another song, and then we will be back after this with reviews. <laughs> Life left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We've just been trying to work out what the arcade cabinet is. No idea. Early 2000s, mm. 3D space shooter with a, a big stick that allowed you to go forward or backwards. I think the score was out of 999. Um, I was great at it. What score did you get? 999. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Uh, we had a brilliant time at Nordic, didn't we? Oh, Absolutely it was so brilliant. Good. We do every year. Well, you were missed, Simon. I know, so I couldn't be there. Absolutely missed, but next year for sure. Because we don't think we offended anyone. Okay. Don't think so. We had a, mm. a brilliant Marioki again, mm-hmm. as far as we can remember. Yeah. Fabulous. Ended very well. It ended with you on the floor again, again. didn't it? Okay, how do are it? your knees? Not as bruised <laughs> this time, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You actually went into the crowd this time, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Sank to the floor. I did full emotion. Yeah. <laughs> you always do full emotion. Yeah. No halves on one life left. Nope. Um, yeah, did a talk. That was good. Saw other talks. They were good too. Uh, it's a fantastic conference. Make an effort to go next year yeah. if you didn't this year. Where are we rolling on to next? We've got Marioki this Friday. Uh, Marioki this Friday at Loading Bar in Dalston. Really looking forward to our return. And is that the first time for... It is for a while, yeah. For a while. That's I'm not going to be there, though, guys. No, that's right. We've got you covered. Good. Uh, and then we're rolling on to Unite in Amsterdam, aren't we? And Which we you're are. also not going to be at. We're going to be at that in June. We've got to book our flights for that. Okay. And then we have... Uh, we're back at loading in July. Are we doing develop? Is that is July in develop? It is. It is. So we're going to try and do develop. We think okay. we haven't sorted that out yet. So it's going to be an E three, no E three. We can't get to E three. We can't find yeah. anyone to bring us out. Yeah, to E3. sadly. So if you know any big games companies, <laughs> who you can crash have... in my hotel. I've got at least one bed. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and actually, Mariaki's getting more and more portable. It is. it is. We just need a mini projector. Now. We do just need to add one in my hands. On <laughs> Figure out the resolution, Simon. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it costs a lot to get Marioki out there. I've got some flights to play for and stuff like that. And yeah, we've never managed. I think we've missed this year. This year's E three, but let's make a plan to do it uh, E three afterwards. Yeah, mm. Marioki three. Marioki, <laughs> very good. It's E three. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm no. okay. We'll do the reviews. Yeah, Sorry. Thank you. Anne, what have you been playing this week? Loads. Brilliant, because I'm not sure what I've been playing. 
Um, so just uh, to recap um, off the back of last week's Last Guardian, played some more. Camera was really annoying, so we stopped again. Okay. That's you, not the only Last Guardian not news, the only is it? Last Guardian news. So the the chap who made it, what's his name? Famito Oweda. Yes, was at Nordic Game, and I was <laughs> sat. Uh, he was sat behind me at the at the dinner thing. <laughs> but you couldn't see him because the camera was was. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, so we've got loads of jokes about this. Okay, we did loads. Uh, did you do that one? So. No, that should have good. been there. Should have been there. So uh, Steve took a photo of me pointing at him and looking a bit grumpy. There it is. Okay, that's good. There it yeah, is. There we go. Uh, and then Steve said, "Why don't you, um, why don't you go up to him and uh, ask, ask for an autograph?" And when he when he gives you an autograph, say, "Good, I just wanted to check it was you." And then slap him. And I went, "Well," or try to slap him five times. Take half an hour, then turn him off. I mean, it's good. It's good. It's good punchline. I think. I think the the, the route you took was a little mean. I mean, I obviously, I wouldn't slap him. Okay. No, it's... but just say I just wanted to check it was you. Just wanted. Just wanted to check it was you. <laughs> the thing is, if you look, in uh, it took us a while to get that photo. Yeah. People Glenn's kept... not going to let us stay in his E3 hotel now with behaviour <laughs> like that, don't you? <laughs> People kept walking between Anne and Mr. Oeda, so instead we've just got picture don't of Anne giving. Thumbs down to various strangers. Okay, Sometimes yeah, good. people's butts. And occasionally, right. occasionally a butt. Yeah, right. look at that. <laughs> anyway, reviews. Yeah, seven anyways, out of ten. Seven out of ten continues to be. Um, but I was playing quite a bit of Polybius uh, oh. in PlayStation Hello. VR. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so Polybius is a neon shooty game where there is a you, you're controlling a little like aeroplane thing and it's going through loads of neon tunnels where there are loads of words coming up and things coming at you pew pew wait it's an aeroplane thing it's like a little aeroplane thing right because that's not very Jeff Minter tempesty it's <laughs> well no usually Minter will put an animal in there oh there's loads of bulls ah of course there is. there's loads of bulls everywhere okay uh, and loads of balls everywhere and weird shapes and fun things and then words start flashing up in front of you and you sort of it, it definitely tries to catch you out because you're like whoa what was that word um oh there were some brilliant ones in there but I've forgotten them um Anyway, so it, it's very, very good. Uh, you go through a level, you get um, you get shields for each level. As you bump into things you're not supposed to be uh, flying towards, and you can't shoot down, uh, your shields go down. Um, get more levels the next, uh, get more shields the next level, and as soon as you have run out of shields, game over. Start back at the beginning again. So I had really, really lovely time. Played it for quite a bit. Um, got to level three and then uh, Matt played it and he had a really really good time got to level three and then our friend Arnon played it and it was his first time in VR and got to level three and then James Scott played it oh yeah level nine what? shut up and we were like James you're really good at the drugs game because it looks like what people you know when people go like oh it's like being on those drugs I wouldn't know it was like <laughs> it looks like one of those things that people say that about yeah. loads of neon on colours everywhere and yeah. pew pew and right. then balls everywhere and it's all it's weird and there's words coming up brilliant fun though um, and a very nice little soundtrack that's also also very very odd um, yes very nice time 7 out of 10 would VR again Glenn. So, in all seriousness, and you're going to say this sounds like a bit of a coincidence, the game I've been playing recently was uh, Human Fall Flat. Yes. I, no, I, I'm not. I'm not in a, this is not we a. Flew him yeah. over, we flew him over on expenses. <laughs> <laughs> celebrity reviewer. <laughs> I played with uh, there's this other guy Nate on our uh, on our team, and uh, we played it on the stream last week, and I was having the most fun just just screwing with him the whole time. Like when he was trying to, you know, he would he would figure out a puzzle, and he would have, you know, he get his you know his bob all lined up and i'd go over and i just grab him and hold onto his legs he was trying to climb up and I, I did that a little bit uh with my daughter over the weekend and she she started to cry she didn't really like that but uh you know so, but uh yeah aside from me messing with her i mean we had a lot of fun with that i mean it's it's uh you know uh with two players um you know the the uh uh once you get used to like how to climb up and stuff like that but it's uh fantastic to play with a kid you know like challenging them to figure out the puzzle while you're kind of like helping them out and then you can you know if she doesn't isn't able to do it i can you know basically do do you know solve most of the puzzles for uh -huh. her you know that kind of thing but um yeah i gotta say uh just just screwing with nate during the stream last week was one of the most fun times i've had playing a game in quite a while so seven out of ten for me God, I, you would have had permission to bust our scoring policy there <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're talking about yeah 
I have been playing Scanner Somber. Okay. You sound surprised. Uh, I hadn't heard of it either, but it's by those chaps introversion. Oh, is it? Yeah. I say those chaps. Uh, They were chaps when we met them years ago. Uh, They may now be chaps, chapesses, everything. It's the plural of chaps. Uh, Chapopodies, I think. (laughs) Um, They... um, so, uh, Scanner Somber is a horror game set. It's hard for me to discern where it's set. You're in a cave, and then you go and seem to put on a VR headset, and then everything's colourful. Uh, you explore using, uh, by firing sort of lasers at the wall, and that tells you where the wall is. So, kind of like, if you imagine, what was that game where you used to. The White Unfinished Swan. Unfinished Swan. Unfinished Swan. Yeah, yeah, that one. That exactly, one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the unfinished one. So it's like that, but a little bit more sort of like techy. Uh, you're firing very, very, very small little points at the wall, which uh, colour in the wall based on the distance you are from them. So pretty soon, the whole thing ends up looking like a very, very pretty uh, art installation. It's a horror game, and you descend deeper and deeper through these caves, learn about witches that used to live there. Uh, and it is pretty effective. It's quite nice because it's an exploration game, but you obviously know where you've been because you've you've already painted the walls of the place that you've been. Uh, it does get a little bit frustrating when you can't find the next location, but you find it eventually. Is it out? It is out. Huh. Because uh, I don't know how else we'll be playing it. <laughs> Because that's how it works. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely out. Okay, um, I hadn't heard of this. Job. Yeah, and it's 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 pretty looking and it's quite interesting. Uh, played it for about an hour and a half, and then uh, then sort of had the first sort of scare, died, turned it off. Because that's how those things work. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was creative and interesting and a departure for introversion. Yeah, uh, seven out of ten. What's it on? PC, I played it on, but I would suspect it's on more than that, hmm. or is heading to more than that. Mm, I'll do a bit of a Google while uh, you're doing your review. Well, uh, I mean, I've mainly been finishing off Mario Kart. I have now 150cc'd all the, uh, sorry, three-starred all 150c. Have you? I have, yeah. Very exciting. I know that's not interesting, though, because I talked about it last week. Um, but in readiness for two weeks' time, I have downloaded the two games I'm looking forward to playing. Um, Space Invaders versus Arkanoid has hmm. come out on mobile. Just premium game from uh, Namco, I believe. So how does that work? So you, yeah, you're, you're, you're bouncing the Space Invaders shots back up them. Up, right up them. Right up them. Okay. Um, I don't like that. Uh, so I've downloaded that, and I've downloaded An Old Man's Journey. Appropriate, Point at me, you old man. I met the old man. Did you? Uh, at Nordic. Right. Had breakfast with him. Okay. Well, I'm looking for... I will report back on those. It looks great, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Uh, interesting release. Well, PC and mobile all the time. Mm. Good. So we're back uh, week after next. Glenn, we did, you know, one thing I realised we didn't talk to you about, you were on The Dig, weren't you? The, oh, the Atari dig? Yeah. Yes, yes, I was, yeah. We've, how yeah. was it? It was, uh, on the one hand, it was fascinating, and I feel like I was part of like a video game history kind of thing. On the other hand, it was completely miserable. Because we were, we're in a, a dump in the middle of the desert, and it's 90 degrees Fahrenheit, whatever that, you know, what is that, 33 Three, or something. Yeah. And, and there was like a 40-mile-an-hour wind that was just sandblasting us, oops, sandblasting us with garbage the whole time. So it was just, you know, I had, I, you know, I, I got out, when, when I left, I actually had to throw away all the clothes I was wearing because... You should have sold them. I, yeah, <laughs> I do have this great, I have this um, thing in my office where I have a, 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 a poster that was signed by um, uh, the, the, you know, Nolan Bushnell. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I'm blinking on the guy who programmed E.T. My God, that's horrible. Um, anyway, the, the programmer who was the star of the, you know, the kind of focus of the film. I've joined you in that blank as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's such a nice guy. I won't have to do with him. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll drop this in when yeah. it goes yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, there we go. Okay, that, yeah. yeah. And then I've got one of the original E.T. cartridges that uh, came out cool. of there. I've got an idea. Go on. Why don't we go on a dig and look for the clothes he threw away? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, we'll have to get you back to talk about it properly. I think the documentary's up on... Yeah, I think it's on Netflix, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's around, it's well. yeah. still on Xbox yeah. movies, yeah. Good, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate yeah, no, it. I had a lot of fun. Flying in this morning. Uh, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yeah, 
I'll 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 report back on you yeah. using Amazon <laughs> case study. <laughs> Thanks. Stuff like that. Uh, we're going to see everybody on Friday, aren't we? Yeah. Any other business? We've got about thirty seconds. Mm. I think that's it. Just uh, have a good time. Stay hydrated. We'll stay hydrated. We have done today <laughs> with our water Lots bottles. of water today. Lots, Lots of, of water. water. I've got two spare. Glenn, uh, just, how can people follow you if they're interested in hearing some more? Are you on Twitter? Um, the probably main way is through the ID Xbox uh, t- uh, handle on okay. Twitter. Yeah, I don't really tweet myself. I, okay. yeah. More of a lurker. No, I, I just have really bad, you know, I just say, you know, awful things. <laughs> I've got a joke if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Excellent. Thanks all for listening. Yes, uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>